Good morning, good people. Welcome to A to Z Sports Live, presented by Texas Family Fitness, Freeman Mazda, and Hyundai, and worth the poor. I am your host, Will Skywalker Still. I leave for one day. One day, and all hell breaks loose across the NFL. And with the Dallas Cowboys. We'll talk about that, too. Uh, an explosive week sends shockwaves, as you can see down there, across the league. And we'll discuss it to see how it could impact the Dallas Cowboys, whether it be from the trades, the releases, the signings, etc. I think all of them can intertwine with Dallas. But in general, from a football standpoint, exciting. I love this time of year, not because of the Cowboys, but because as a football fan, I love the team building aspect, the, the moves, where players are going to go. It's fun. It's fun. Uh, but also in the roundup, we get closer to one of a big big time free agent in Dallas. Maybe he'll be back on, on a long-term deal. We'll get closer, apparently, according to insiders. So we'll talk about that. Uh, at the same time, the Cowboys seem to be further away from a few uh, Cowboys free agents because they're, quote, unquote, priced out. So we'll talk about that. In the roundup, Cowboys Nation. I'm back. I'm back, baby. Uh, I see Chuck P in the building. What's up? <laughs> Y'all killing me with the Jerry stuff already. We'll get to the Jerry stuff before we hit the roundup. But what happened yesterday? So let me just give you a quick life update. Uh, I've recently become a dog dad. Is that what they call it? I've adopted a, a dog. And yesterday we had we had to get some things together for our new, I don't want to call him a pup because he's not a pup, but our new dog, our new uh, family member is what we're going to say here. So I adopted a dog, me and my lady, Michelle. We uh, took care of some things, and, and we'll continue to do so throughout the next month or so. There's some things we got to get together for him. He, he's he's not – he's an adopted dog. So there's things that you have to do to make sure that he's fine moving forward. So that's what happened yesterday and why I couldn't come on. It was a matter of do I take care of this now or do I wait? And we didn't want to wait because he has some health things that uh, we want to we want to take care of. So – um, you'll, you'll see that happen probably a few times throughout the next two months, two or three months. I may have to go take care of some things with the dog. So here I am, man. I'll let you guys know his name is Mozart. Uh, that's his name. We'll probably call him like Mosey or something like that. But yeah, I'll, I'll give you guys a picture of it on Twitter. So make sure y'all follow me there, uh, on Twitter, at Skywalker still, and also follow the A to Z sports Dallas everywhere, right? We're on YouTube, we're on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. That's the one thing I haven't said to y'all yet is that A to Z is on TikTok. And uh, you'll see my face up there always doing something. So that's what happened, y'all. So I'm back. Um, we're good to go here, and we got a lot to talk about. Uh, you miss a day and a half, and all of a sudden, everything just gets flooded on you. Everything just gets flooded on you. So let me get into the chat, get some shout-outs in the building here. Over here on YouTube, appreciate you. Uh, Professor O, the My Guy, Mo Mosley, David C, uh, Sadika, how you doing, Miss Sadika? Fresh fade in the building. Tom Downey burner account was going zone. Uh, DC, uh, who else we got up in here? Gregory, Mike Harris, give me cash in the building. Alpha Mason, TC915, James Simmons, Mark Canella, Adrian Padilla, what's up, brother? Uh, who else over here? Who else? Who else? Who else? Anthony Moore, Esther B, B47Vic, what's going on? Johnny Turner, Lewis. Uh, Captain America in the building. Asmodeus, what's going on here on Facebook? 
Chuck P, Joe T, Mo, what's up, Mo? Uh, what else we got over here? CJ Richards in the building. D.A. Lee. I believe we saw Paul Garcia. Yep, Paul Garcia is here. And Anthony T. Mo Moore. What's up, Anf? All right, lots to cover. I appreciate you guys for not tripping too much that I wasn't here yesterday, but Mauricio held it down. I did drop the clip from Foots and I's discussion about Jermaine Johnson, so you guys can check that out later if you want. But first things first, right? One Jerry Jones back in the media. I mean, doesn't have anything to do with the Cowboys in regards to football. But you got the whole peeping Tom thing going on. You got the whole smear campaign thing going on. It's only fitting that you get some baby mama drama in the Cowboys wire. And that's exactly what happened apparently last night. As I'm doing things, I get the notification that Jerry Jones was out here in these streets, as my guy Fresh Fade would say. So here is the reports, and we'll get this out the way. Y'all know I don't like talking about all this crap. I like to keep it to football if I can. But this involves the owner of the Cowboys. So according to reports, a woman sued Jerry Jones claiming to be his secret daughter. Uh, the 25-year-old woman says she offered, she's been forced to live in secrecy after her mother accepted a $375 offer from the Joneses in 1995-ish or something like that. So you're talking about, you know, somewhere around that Cowboys de- dynasty era, right? Uh, something happened. You know, Steve, or not Steven, Jerry was in these streets. Speaking of Steven, I wonder, you know, the $375,000 deal. I wonder if Steven Jones orchestrated that thing and he spread out the cap here, yeah? I wonder if he did that. I'm just curious, you know? He had to know. Steven Jones had to know about this because it's Steven Jones. He's going to be taking on the team when his father, you know, eventually, you know, goes sees the Lord and Savior at some point. And I'm pretty sure... The pappy told him about him. Say, hey, listen, man, something might happen. If it does, got to worry about this thing coming out, all right? But I wonder if she's better with the cap management. I just don't trust Steven moving forward. <laughs> it's never a dull moment in Dallas, y'all. It's never a dull moment, including um, Antonio Brown, right? And I'm going to just get this out the way, too, because we're not going to talk about these things all day. Antonio Brown was on the Pivot podcast, and he said something along the lines of, you know, maybe Jerry Jones thinks that it's a a sexy move to come get a guy that does this and does that. No. Flat out, you're going to ask me, no. I'm not going to go into – I'm not going to spend five, ten minutes on this thing. If you ask me about Antonio Brown, you're just going to get two letters, no. Why would y'all want to invite that in this house? Now, there's a separate part of that. Would Dallas do this? We talk about distraction signings and moves and things like that. This would be one. This would be one to say, dang, I got this baby mama drama going on. I need something. I got this peeping Tom situation. I need something to, to distract the media world, the Cowboys fans. AB would be one hell of a distraction. That's not a good thing. So I'm no, <laughs> just no, man. Uh, I would rather bring in Odell Beckham in the middle of the season before I'd bring in that man. So Cowboys nation, we're going to go ahead and end that one. 
and move on to some real NFL football talk and some real Cowboys football talk. And let's get into this thing with the morning roundup. It's time. Time. It's time. Time. It is time for. It's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. Yes, indeed. The morning roundup presented by Texas Family Fitness. Strive for progress, not perfection. Fitness goals. I'm sorry. Fitness goals are not accomplished with one workout. Progress towards your goals with Texas Family Fitness. Check out any of the nine locations in the DFW area. Or visit TexasFamilyFitness.com. First up on the docket, uh, I believe this was two days ago, actually. According to Bobby Belt, the Dallas Cowboys, that he's hearing that the Cowboys are getting closer on a deal with Michael Gallup. He wouldn't expect it today, which today was, I believe, yesterday. But closer to the finish line is what Bobby Belt said. So get ready, right? Like there's this slimmer of hope, and we'll get to this at the end of the roundup, that possibly maybe something changes with Amari Cooper. Maybe there's a miracle. But I think that door slams shut if a Michael Gallup deal is done. Like there, there's just no way, right, you're going to put 50-plus million dollars towards Gallup and then allocate 20-something million, or, or not 20-something million, but 20 million towards Cooper, you could restructure it, but still, I can't see Dallas doing that. They're a penny-pitching organization in a way uh, when it comes to the cap. So I don't see that happening if Michael Gallup is is given the deal. On the flip side, <laughs> I thought I just gave me a chuckle because I really don't care about punters. But it came out that the Cowboys are expected to be priced out of all-pro punter Brian Anger. And wide receiver, said Wilson. Listen, I, I get being priced out on said Wilson. You know, we talk about the Cowboys and Stephen Jones having a set price, right? And said was approaching that, you know, actually exceeding that price point for a third wide receiver. So I'm not surprised at that. But the punter, Houseway, how are you priced out of a punter? Now, I'm not going to sit here and trip. I, call me ignorant with the special teams, kickers and punters. More so the punter. Kicker, and this is what pisses me off here. But I, listen, you can get a punter. I'm not going to whine about it. Here's what I don't like. Brian Anger was amazing last year. And according to the Cowboys, they're deciding to keep the guy who wasn't amazing last year in Greg Zerline. What? You know, this is what makes me feel like they don't know what they're doing or they don't know what they want to do. Now, it's it's March 10th, right? Uh, he could be cut. They could sign a kicker. They could draft a kicker, and we could be talking about a different conversation, Cowboys Nation. But how are you priced out of your punt? How about cut your kicker that is unreliable? <laughs> Give that money to the punter that was. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Uh, Gregory said, Gallup's new contract is $15 million over the next five years. You signed that contract. $15 million? Sir, I'm, I'm here to tell you this right now. <laughs> why, why on earth would 
You miss her, Gregory. I'm going to just leave it at that. You're talking about $3 million per year over the next five years? Nah, I am. Uh, Mo says anger's – not Mo, I'm sorry. Chuck P said anger situation is pathetic. He was all pro, but they keep Zerline. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. I, I just don't understand this thinking. And if I ever get credentialed, I told y'all, I'll, I'll try to do the football God's work. Easy question. Why are you picking the kicker who is unreliable and has injury concerns and you constantly made excuses for over the all-pro punter? Go. If it don't make sense, I'm going to keep on hitting it up. Whatever, though. That's where we at with it. it just, just as the world turns with Dallas Cowboys. And then finally, actually, before I move on to the transaction, this is why I say you miss one day and just all this stuff happens. Uh, yesterday, Noah Brown, he signed a one-year deal to return to the Cowboys. Um, and real quick, my thoughts on that. Noah Brown isn't a, a bad wide receiver five. Uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm thinking a deal was likely vet minimum, a million dollars, maybe less than, uh, probably a million or so. He's been in the league for about five years. So uh, they, love, they love Noah Brown. This is multiple regimes now. This isn't just, you know, Scott Linehan, we're going to send you in motion and block Noah Brown regime. Uh, he's developed as a receiver a little bit here. So I like Noah, but I'd be lying if I said I wasn't looking to kind of upgrade from that position or at the very least take a chance on trades. It's wide receiver five. It's special team guy. So hey, listen, I'm cool. With, I'm cool with bringing him on. Uh, that doesn't mean that he'll stay. He could be beat out by a semi. He could be beat out by a drafted guy or another free agent, undrafted, whatever. So I think this is more of a depth thing right now to cover your bases. But uh, Noah Brown as a wide receiver five is nothing to whine about. Uh, but if you can find a traits guy, I'd take a chance on that. You're all, you should always be trying to develop your rec- receivers to be more than a, a, a fifth guy on the roster. But good for Noah Brown. Uh, also, Luke Gifford. Ah. Cowboys notified linebacker Luke Gifford's agent, uh, Brett Tesler, that they won't be tendering Gifford as a restricted free agent. Remember the other day uh, we talked about, well, at least on the roundtable, we talked about Luke Gifford and I believe Francis Bernard could potentially be getting restricted free agent or uh, tenders put on them. They decided not to tender Gifford, meaning he'll be unrestricted. But according to Michael, uh, Michael Gelkin, they are interested in re-signing him to a more cap-friendly deal, quote-unquote, so we'll see what happens. I mean, talk about cheap. A tender for Luke Gifford, an unrestricted free agent, I'm sorry, undrafted free agent, is likely less than $2 million. I'm pretty sure it's less than $2 million. You mean to tell me you, you couldn't just tender the man? You want to get a more cap-friendly deal? This, this is the cheap stuff I'm talking about here, but whatever. Uh, it looks like he's going to be gone. Maybe he comes back. We'll see. Uh, but they are so thin at linebacker, Cowboys Nation. So thin. You're down to Micah Parsons and a hurt Jabril Cox. I'm sure he'll come back fine, but one healthy guy right now. One healthy. Now, finally, the transaction action picks up across the league. That sent shockwaves through the NFL. Let's talk about the first one here. Carson Wentz. And we'll get to that Bobby Wagner situation later. Carson Wentz is back in the NFC East. Was traded to the Washington Commanders. Here's a trade package. 
Washington receives Carson Wentz in the 2022 second round pick, which is a swap, by the way. The Colts receive a 2023 third round pick that can become a second round pick if Carson Wentz plays 70% of the snaps, which, unless he gets hurt, will likely happen. Um, and then obviously they swap the 2022 second round picks. Welcome back, Carson. Can't wait to play you, bro. I've never been scared of Carson Wentz. And scared, I hate to use that term, but I've never been worried about a Carson Wentz Cowboys Nation. Ever. And our guy, Trayvon Diggs, is also excited to get a Carson Wentz back in the league or back in the NFCs. Trayvon, I think he tweeted some subtweet about being happy in his return. So I like it. I like it a lot. And I think he'll throw a ton of interceptions to Dallas Cowboys because that's what he does. Now, fantasy purposes, draft Terry McLaurin. Scary Terry. I think he'll have a good fantasy year. Speaking of wide receivers, Mike Williams signed a $60 million deal. I love me some Mike Williams, but three years, $60 million, $40 million guaranteed. That's an average APY of $20 million per year. I wonder, will this have an effect on Amari Cooper? Meaning if he is cut and he works at the open market, would he get a deal similar or close to? I always thought him and Lamb would still, I'm oh not Lamb, Demarcus Lawrence, if cut, would still receive something like 15 mil plus. I still believe that. Uh, but I asked around about it. I said, you know, to the people that I asked, What's up with Amari Cooper to those that you spoke to? And it's more about his overall health than than talent. And to me, I say, well, damn it, if you're worried about his overall health, Mike Williams is king hurt guy. And he just got three years, 60 freaking million dollars. So if he hits the open market, he'll get paid. But not so fast, my friend. Amari Cooper may not hit the open market just yet. Teams or the Dallas Cowboys are looking to get something in return as they should. Take a listen to Jane Slater on Amari Cooper. Yeah, I remember you talked right there that the Cowboys did so good in the draft this year with Micah Parsons. Let's talk about the draft the year before when they got CeeDee Lamb. That has set up the conversation about which receiver to keep and which receiver to let go. Now, if you'll remember when they did Amari Cooper's contract, they gave themselves a bit of an out this year. In other words, if he's on the book by the fifth day of the new league year, they're on the hook for 20 million guaranteed. So it's my understanding they're letting him hang around a little bit. And that's because when I made some calls this morning, they had been getting some calls. Now I asked huh. them to characterize how serious that was. They wouldn't get into it. But they are trying to get something out of this. Keep in mind, they gave up a first-round pick for Amari Cooper when they brought it to Dallas. And with that being said, he did sort of change the trajectory of this offense. He was an immediate impact player. They're hoping that somebody else sees equal value in him. In other words, you can go out and draft a wide receiver, or if they release him, you have to compete for his contract on the open market. But if a team decided they wanted to pick him up, of course, they'd have to restructure his deal. And then they would have to move the money around in lieu of a signing bonus. So we'll see how that happens. So you heard it there from Jane Slater. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys are receiving phone calls uh, for Amari Cooper. Uh, it's just a matter of what the compensation looks like. Two days ago, we asked, what would you guys want? A lot of us were saying third round minimum, second round would be amazing. I told Professor O yesterday when we talked, I'd jump for joy. 
if you get a second-round pick for Amari Cooper. I just think right now, I don't want to smear campaign, whatever. The way things are coming out, I, I can't possibly see us getting a second-round pick. But you never know. You know, Maybe they do a package-type deal. They, they do something that the Cowboys don't usually do, and that's get a, a good haul in return for a good player. Cowboys never do this. You know that, that that just doesn't happen, and that's my thing, right? Like if you're going to move on from Coop, all right, whatever. It doesn't need to be this loud, but get something in return. This isn't new. Like moving on from good players isn't new in the NFL. It happens, unfortunately, and and teams, smart teams, usually get compensation. We talked about the Patriots. That always happens in there. And you, you look at the one trade that we'll talk about here in a second: Russell Wilson. Now that's a quarterback. I totally get it. Um, but there's other players that that's happened for Chandler Jones and we can go on and on and on. Dallas should be able to get something period. Now, speaking of getting something, how about that Denver Broncos, Seattle Seahawks trade Cowboys nation could have, could have an effect on Dallas. And we'll get to that here in a second, but the biggest deal of the week so far has been the Broncos trading for Russell Wilson into a division of ridiculous quarterback play right now. Um, where One where Russell Wilson turned down a trade to the NFC East, which I'm talking about the Eagles and the Washington football people. Uh, he has a no trade clause, so he said, nah, I'm not going to these poverty franchises, especially Washington, where they offered three first-round picks. So they sent him over to... The Broncos. I'll get to the details in a second, but let me ask you this. Who do you think won the deal between Denver and Seattle for Russell Wilson? Who won the deal between Denver and Seattle for Russell Wilson? I'll give you my answer in a second. Uh, But before we do that, let's talk about this week's ride of the week. And pretty cool. I just saw Frankie Franchise in the building. He said he's heading over to check out... um, the Mazda three, which was our ride of the week last week. So that's, that's really dope. Appreciate you, Frankie. If you go there, let them know uh, wherever you at that. Hey, I saw this on A to Z sports uh, Dallas and Skywalker was talking about that thing, but this week's ride of the week is a 2022 Hyundai Santa Fe. It's price tag puts it in reach of a broad range of buyers, but it still offers plenty of features that the modern day family will find desirable, such as heated seats, blind spot monitoring, Heated exterior mirrors, Sirius XM satellite radio, and passive keyless entry with push-button start. They have 25 city, 28 uh, highway miles per gallon. And if you get, I believe they have a hybrid version of this, that goes up immensely. So check out this week's Freeman Mazda Ride of the Week, which is the Hyundai 2022 Santa Fe. Hit up FreemanMazda.net for more information. All right, who won this deal? I want to see what y'all talking about. I already see there's a couple a couple people in here that are on the same tip I am. Uh, Mo says Denver. Fresh says Denver. Seattle. Uh, Gregory says Seattle. Denver says Connor. They both won, says John. Uh, shout out to Pops in the building. He says he didn't know Russ got traded. Breaking news. Uh, Brandon Edwards, no doubt Denver. Thank you, Russ, says uh, <laughs> Jeremy. And we got my guy Mel on the horn. I'm going to get to you in a second. Tom says, can't really answer yet. Short-term Denver, let's see what Seattle does with the picks. I'm making you answer now, Tom. Obviously, later on, we'll know who won. But right now, who do you think won? 
Uh, Patel says Seattle, solid haul. Malcolm says both. Uh, let's take a look at the actual haul. So the Broncos receive, obviously, Russell Wilson and the 2022 fourth-round pick. Seattle gets a bunch, right? Drew Locke, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Shelby Harris, defensive lineman, and tight end Noah Fant as the players. The picks, two first-round picks, one in 2022, one in 2023. Two second-round picks this year. And then a 2022 fifth-round pick. I'm going to be real with you. When I look at it initially, and I hate to do win or loss in, in situations like this because the Seahawks got a lot back. Initially, I'm like, what? That's all I had to give up? For Russ, who's, you know, not in the twilight of his career. He's only, what, 32 or something like that, y'all? Maybe 33. He's got a lot of years left, and they're going to re-figure out that contract. And you get a fourth-round pick back. I love this for Denver. I love this. Wilson's going to be with a really talented offense at the skill position. Maybe the best offense he's had in the last five years. And I know he's got, you know, DK Metcalf and, and, and Tyler Lockett in Seattle. But I'm talking about overall, go check out the Denver Broncos offense. Now, we don't need to go check it out. We played the Denver Broncos, and you see all, you saw what happened. And that's without a Russell Wilson. Uh, now, they do need to get offensive line play, right? They need to go into free agency and do things like that and help their offensive line. But when you acquire a guy like Russ, to me, why I love this so much is because it shows that you want to go for it. And y'all know I love the go for it mentality. Even if it doesn't work, it shows you're actively and aggressively trying to go for a Super Bowl as opposed to maintaining and hoping that something breaks your way. And this kind of trade or this kind of acquisition is not new for Denver, right? They just won a Super Bowl doing something similar to that 10 years ago, trading for another future Hall of Famer and Peyton Manning and then being active and aggressive in free agency. So if I'm a Denver Bronco fan, I'm feeling I'm feeling great. I'm feeling great. But if I'm Seattle, knowing that I understand that the Russ era was over, I'm okay with I'm I feel okay with this haul. I'm I'm not mad about this haul. I don't think there's a loser. That's my answer there. Who won this trade? No one won the trade. They both won the trade. There's not an either or. You get back multiple first-round picks, multiple second-round picks. Uh, I don't really care for Drew Locke or Shelby Harris. You get a tight end to help out your your, your quarterback. I like, you know, I like it. Seattle can speed up the rebuilding process. And I saw somebody on Twitter break it down in this way, and I loved it. He said the first pick in the first round would have went to a quarterback anyway for the Broncos. So, whatever, right? You, you watch that. It's okay. Seattle gets a true first-round pick from Denver. Uh, the second round pick came from the Rams trade with Von Miller. And Von Miller may return to the Denver Broncos. So think about that for a second. You get a second round pick that helps you acquire a franchise quarterback for a player you sent off the previous year. That same Hall of Fame player may be coming back the next year. Pretty shrewd. Uh, the fifth round pick, the Broncos get a fourth in return. And then the players, Drew Locke is whatever. No offense, a good tight end. And Shelby Harris is a 30-something-year-old. 
defensive lineman. I, I wouldn't care at all about getting rid of Shelby Harris. So, Cowboys Nation, I'm, I'm good with this. I'm good with this. Um, let me hit the phone line real quick. When we come back, we'll take a look at the landscape around the NFC and see where Dallas kind of lands in regards to the quarterback situation. Tom says the art of a good deal is both feel they lost something of value. They both. Okay. I like that one. All right, big bro. What's going on, man? What you got for us this morning, bro? What's going on, boss? What's going on, man? A lot. Uh, man. I, I, missed the, I missed a whole lot over the last two days, bro. I gotta... <laughs> <laughs> man, F them picks. Yeah. F them picks, man. Uh, That's how I feel. In the short, in the short term, Denver for sure. Uh, it's, it's without a doubt. Denver for sure won won this deal. Okay. Um, you've got a you've got a top ten quarterback. That's that's not really even arguable, right? So that's we know right. Russ. Yeah, no matter no matter what you feel about last season, uh, looking at the landscape of the league, yeah, like you say, you were gonna draft the you were gonna draft the quarterback in the first round. That probably right. was not. I mean, this isn't a quarterback deep draft. You were probably you know even if he was a starter for you, he's not gonna give you what Russell's gonna give you. So in the short term, you got a you got a top ten guy. You got talent around him already. Um, you're in a you're in a tough division, and you need it. You need a guy like that. So, um, in the short term, man, Denver definitely um, won that. They did give up. You know, I, I think two first is a is a good. You know, that's a that's a good trade, especially for a guy. Yeah. You know, that's 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 in his thirties. So, um, you know, Seattle got good return, and we'll see we'll see what happens with it. But in the short term, man, we talking just today who won this deal. Without a doubt, without a doubt, it's the Denver Broncos, man. Yeah, if you if you uh, categorize it in that way, like short term, absolutely Denver because they're now they can go play for a Super Bowl. Now, I'm not saying it's going to be easy. <laughs> I'm just saying they have a better chance today in the next three years, two to three years, to reach the Super Bowl than they would have with Drew Locke, Teddy Bridgewater, whoever the hell, or a rookie quarterback from 2022. Yes. In fact, they might have even punt it on the 2022 draft for a quarterback and try it again in 2023, which further puts out your Super Bowl window. So I, I love it for Denver in the short term. Yeah. And and every and every time you punt on a season, the guys that you currently have on the roster are getting older, and those deals are coming closer to being, um, you know, uh, those guys are coming closer to being free agents. So every every time, every year missed on a quarterback, you're losing the talent that you have around them. So, yeah. You know why they they the iron is hot. I think they're, are they going to bring back Melvin Gordon? They got another uh, running back that's pretty good I over wouldn't. there too. Javante Williams should be your guy. I would just go go the cheap route. Uh, either sign me a, a cheap uh, running back too, or draft me one. But uh, Williams is a is a baller. I think you're going to see yeah. him ascend into the top five or six of running backs, and, and I'm serious about that. Mm, okay, okay, yeah. Um, and you've got you got Jerry Judy over there. And you've got uh, I can't remember the other receiver's name, but um, like Tim Patrick, uh, uh, Jerry Judy, uh, Hamlin, the, or is it Hamlin or Hamler? I forget his name from Penn State. They, they got some talent yeah. on that outside. Yeah, they've got some talent on that roster, so um, that, that's going to be a pretty good team. Um, now, another thing going on in Seattle we haven't talked about yet. <laughs> <laughs> Cowboy fans, don't get your hopes up. It's not happening. It's not happening. <laughs> I, I, I'm seeing it float. I'm seeing the dreams. I hate I hate to be that guy shooting y'all dreams down. Bobby Wagner is not coming here for no five million dollars. <laughs> it's not happening. I know. It's, 
It's not happening. It ain't, it ain't. It's not happening. I it's know we could dream. Man. We could think, yeah, Wagner, Wagner and Parsons. It's not happening. It's not happening. If we if we if we looking for a cap friendly deal for Luke Gifford, <laughs> they who already cheap, yeah. they not stuck. Courtney yeah, Sutton, no, maybe? not happening. That Bobby Wagner, if D if D Law is going to have a uh, a market, Bobby Wagner is going to have a market. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying I'm not saying that negatively towards D Law, but if you look at one player is a highly valued player to the Cowboys. That's D-Law. Bobby Wagner is a perennial all-pro future Hall of Famer. He's going to have a market. Yeah. It, 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 he's, not, he's not coming here for a cheap uh, Stephen Jones mentor the guys deal. Mm-hmm. It's not happening. Sorry. Sorry, it, Cowboy fans. If, it, if something like that happened, it would, it would, in my opinion, mark a change in the the culture. When I say culture, I mean the player personnel acquisition portion yeah. of it. It would mark a change, but that's something we haven't seen. And I'm at the point right now where it, I'm not projecting things like that to ever happen until they do. Right? Like, show me, show me. Yeah, I'm not going to sit here uh, and pretend we're going to sign all these top guys. Should we? Yes. Will we? Let's be real. <laughs> Let's be real. We got to be real with ourselves. The the one that's shocking me is they don't like Cooper's health. Like how many games has Cooper missed in yeah. the last four years? Listen, this is, so I don't know if the Cowboys are saying this, which I'm pretty sure they are, but the, the source I asked was to ask around uh, to his people in the NFL, and according to his people, the overall health is the concern, which, again, I find hilarious because Mike Williams, if you know Mike Williams' career, he is overall health, overall health hurt guy. His entire career, so if if hurt guys, well, are they, they're working on a they're working on a deal for Michael Gallup. Well, if we're talking <laughs> about the Cowboys in general, yeah, the, 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 it seems the Cowboys are out on Coop for for whatever reason. It could be a bunch of different things, but I'm talking about the league. What, when I asked my source, he this is the league's thought process on Cooper, not the Cowboys. Oh, yeah, this is the oh, league. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So the league apparently the is, league is saying. Is worried about his health, his overall health, and, and I just have to scoff at that just a little bit. I understand he, he can get dinged up, but, he, again, he plays through it, and when you target him, whether he's hurt or not, he's usually productive. So uh, He's usually productive. I remember one game he went and massaged his hamstring, came back out and caught a touchdown. Brother, he had 122 like, yards against the Vikings <laughs> on, a, on a strained hamstring. Yeah, so whether, whether he's dinged up or not, he's still very productive. I don't. I don't. I don't understand that. Um, I don't understand bringing back this kicker, bro. That that right there. I, out of everything we're doing this offseason, that floors me. If that is the if that is the case, they are bringing back the kicker. I think there is not a Cowboy fan. We all disagree on something. All of us disagree on something. True. None of us disagree on this kicker. We are in unison on the kicker. Shit. What? They bringing him back? I think he missed ten plus kicks. You could argue he he you know he cost you two or three games last year. It, is, it doesn't make sense to me. He's thirty something years old. This isn't Adam Vinatieri who also had some years where he struggled. This isn't even Mason Crosby who also had some years where he struggled. But you could kind of count on those guys, right? As they got into their forties, Greg Deleg is hurt guy too. 
You know, they, they try to make up all these excuses. He cost you, at the very least, two or three games. Not really reliable. It's weird with Greg DeLeg, though, because he's not reliable in the first three quarters, but in the fourth quarter he seemed, he seemed to be. He'll hit one. But, mm-hmm. but the problem is you get to the fourth quarter having to chase points because he's missing field goals in the first three quarters. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to play he that game. He missed extra points. Miss extra points, yeah. He missed extra points. Yeah. I mean, this is – that's baffling to me. Bro, you, that you is – you, you talk about wanting to create cap space. You save like $2.5 million by getting rid of a subpar kicker at this point. Why not do that and then use that money to bring back either your punter or put it towards going to get a better player? It's going to be an interesting season, man. It's going to be an interesting season. It's an interesting <laughs> offseason. It's a definitely an interesting offseason. We ain't even made too many moves yet. Going in. No. No. All right, man. I'm jumping off of here, letting the next person on. I'm going back and listen to the show. Appreciate uh, you, brother. Peace, brother. Hey, congratulations on the dog. Congratulations on the dog, man. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. I definitely am excited to have him here and be a part of family, but I'll keep y'all posted on on the Twitter account. Yes, yes, yes. Posting pics. Yes, sir. All right, bro. Lots to get, lots to cover there. We'll definitely, we'll circle back around to the Bobby Wagner. I promise y'all that. We'll circle back around. I like this nickname Russell just brought up. Dead Leg Gray. Oh, my bad, yo. Dead Leg Gray. I like it. Instead of Greg the Leg, Dead Leg Greg. That's a mouthful, low key. Uh, Jerry, two live crew. Cowboy fans complain about everything. Last year it was the defense and Dak's injury and, and injury and contract. You know, I always find that interesting when I hear that. Because obviously, yes, Cowboy fans complain. Maybe at this point, man, 2022, for me at least, I'm, I'm going to fall back on y'all complaining. Because I get it. I mean, how can you not complain? It's one thing if you were the Rams franchise, if you were the uh, the the, the, the uh, Seahawks franchise, if you were the Patriots, hell, even the damn Eagles. But I'm talking about franchises that won Super Bowls in the last 10 years or been successful with NFC championships in the last 10 years. Chiefs, right? Teams like that. But this is a team that hasn't won a Super Bowl in 26 years. Hasn't sniffed multiple playoff victories in 26 years. Of course they're going to complain to live crew. I mean, how could you blame them for not complaining about a defense that was historically franchised, historically bad last year? Now, the contract situation with Dak, come on, man. You should have saw that coming. I don't even know why we're tripping about that. You knew when he was going to get, when he got paid, there was going to be a bunch of people crying about that, which, whatever. But overall, complaining about the team's performances and and the moves that they make, give me a reason not to. You know what I mean? Give me a reason not to complain about what this franchise has done. So I feel you. I feel your frustrations. Get it out, right? Um, And then as we move on towards the offseason and get to the draft and and, and get to camp and things like that, we we could talk about the president. We could talk about what is at the at the moment but right now i'm with y'all if y'all gotta complain go ahead man do your thing do your thing fans never satisfied even in our third see I, I wasn't an adult in the three super bowl era i if any of y'all weren't satisfied with three super bowls in the 1990s and early what the hell was the point of being a fan i wasn't i was alive but i wasn't an adult so, you know, those that were around, if there were people that complained, 
side didn't hit. I still got my. Nah, I don't got it no more. Give him a smack if he was complaining about that, man. All right, listen, let me finish out this Russell Wilson talk real quick. Let me bring up this article that our guy Shane wrote over on A to Z Sports Dallas.com. Shane Carter, great writer, man. Follow him on Twitter as well. So the thought process around the trade in this article was looking at the state of the NFC at the quarterback position, which right now is vulnerable, uh, according to Shane, which I think a lot of people would say that, right? So he broke it down. Let's kind of break it down with him. In the NFC West, you got Matthew Stafford, Trey Lance, Kyler Murray, Drew Locke, question mark, not sure what they're going to do here with the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Matthew Stafford, Kyler Murray, right? Two two top quarterbacks in the NFC. Super Bowl winner, Matt Stafford, Kyler. Uh, has, to be, has to prove himself a little bit here in the playoffs, but Kyler is extremely talented. You go to the NFC North. Aaron Rodgers is returning. Almost got his ass out of here, but Aaron Rodgers is returning. Justin Fields, Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff. Very mediocre uh, division in regards to quarterbacks. You got Aaron Rodgers who sits at the top of the king of the NFC North. In the NFC East, Dak Prescott, Daniel Jones, Jalen Hurts, and Carson Wentz. Another, again, I would say below average uh, quarterback class because Daniel Jones, Jalen Hurts, and Carson, to me, aren't all that great. Uh, but Dak, I think, is the class of the quarterbacks in the NFC East. So, again, most of these you have one quarterback, right? And then the a- NFC South is just in shambles right now. Matt Ryan's on his way out. Sam Darnold, we don't even know. Taysom Hill, who the hell knows who the quarterback is in New Orleans? And who knows who the quarterback is in Tampa? So the NFC South is by far the worst quarterback division in the NFC. So you're talking about what, y'all? Four or five quality quarterbacks? And you got Dak, you got A-Rod, you got Matthew Stafford, Kyler Murray, and then you'd argue Kirk Cousins, Matt Ryan types? It's really not a lot. It's really not a lot, which to me... I would have hoped that Dallas would look at the landscape of the NFC and say, let's freaking go for it. Let's go for it. But it doesn't look that way. Doesn't look that way. So if you guys want to check out that article, do so at A2ZSportsDallas.com. Check out Shane Carter and all his wonderful write-ups that he has for A2Z Sports Dallas. Now, Dallas could help themselves in this NFC race by adding the former teammate of Russell Wilson, who we'll get to here in a second. We're going to rap about him, I promise. But uh, before we do that, I want to tell you guys about Work the Poor again because I might need to pour me some. Keeps on happening. Take the edge off of game days and the offseason by stopping by at Work the Poor Spirits and Wine in the Colony, Texas. Work the Poor is a family-owned operated luxury liquor store with affordable prices making your drink choice decision easy. And for that game day party that never ends, they even offer liquor deliveries to all of Denton County. Don't worry if you're outside of Denton County, like myself, you can call, schedule a delivery, give them your zip code, and they can see if they can drive it out to you. Or you download their Worth the Poor app on your phone and schedule your delivery today. That's Worth the Poor. Check out worththepoor.com. Now, I'm going to get to the Bobby Wagner, but I believe we have some on the horn. Not sure we at here first. Let's go with 6 
678. What it is, what it do, 678. 678, you are live. All right, let's go to 757. What it is, what it do. Hello? 757, you live. Hey, what's up, Scott? How you doing, brother? What's going on? Good morning. Good morning to you too, brother. Man, I think um I think what 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 the uh, Cowboy Nation is frustrated about, I know what I'm frustrated about is the 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 management, man. You got the owner and now you got his son and they are not making proper football decisions. Sure. Regardless of what you want to do with whatever player you want to do it with, man, you got to run this thing like a football organization, not like a business. And and I know for me, you know, being a Cowboy fan since 76, this this thing, man, this the way they run this team, man, it, it's just – it's just mind-boggling at some of the decisions that they make, and some of the and they don't they don't go for it, man. Nope. This receiver by committee mess, um, you know, you think you can do this receiver by committee mess? They tried that. That's why they went and got Amari. Now two years later, three years later, whatever it is, yeah. now you're trying to get rid of the man. Let me say this. On the receiver by committee, I'm not going to use that term moving forward. That doesn't mean I agree with what they're doing. Just hear me out for a second. At that time in 2018, it was truly that talent-wise, right? Like, it was a receiver by committee on talent-wise because they did not have guys in-house. Uh, they got C.D. Right. Lamb. They'll probably bring back Michael Gallup. That is a, that's a fine one-two punch. I think you can you can be successful in that way. So from a talent standpoint, I don't think it is. But here's where I would agree with you if you want to use that term from a schematic standpoint. It feels like that's how they want to approach this thing, right? They don't want to approach it with, let me get my uber-talented wide receiver, the rock. Let him get the rock amongst the, the, the scheme, right? And, and in times of need, in times of, of adversity, I don't like that. And it seems as though they still roll with that in adversity, so... On one hand, I don't agree that it's a receiver by committee, but from a schematic standpoint, I ain't mad at you if you believe that. Right. Um, the thing that I have a problem with is they complain, you know, I hear a lot of people complain and saying, uh, well, Amari only had 60-some catches this year, 78 or whatever, however many catches he had, and he didn't gain 1,000 yards. You know what? Y'all didn't throw that man the ball like he was a number one. Yeah. He had just as many targets as the tight end. So how do you expect for him to would, you know, have the number one stats and he's not being thrown to like a number one? See, volume stats are one thing. Again, context matters. You look at 800 yards and you think that is not great for your – 800 yards, but where's the context? One, he missed two games. Two, he only right. had four games this year where he was targeted eight or more times. That doesn't happen across the league for number one wide receivers. And the one thing they love to leave out is that he had eight touchdowns. Eight touchdowns, and he missed two games, and he wasn't targeted that damn much. So if he, you know, let's not not just gloss over that. He could have easily had 1,000 yards and double digit touchdowns. Uh, He can't throw himself the ball. I mean, that should be obvious, right? Exactly. And, And furthermore, 
I want to add this to what you said because I agree with everything you just said. And furthermore, he made it easier for everybody else to get the ball yes. as far as the receiving court. Do you think Cedric Wilson would have done what he did if if um, if Amari Cooper wasn't on the field? How do you think he ate? He ate because Amari Cooper was on the field, right. and he demanded the attention. We left them guys one-on-one, and they ate off of that. So if that ain't a number one, I don't know what a number one is. Yeah, he's, he's a number one. There's no doubt about it. He's a number one. If he ever goes to a team that targets him that way, he'll he'll put up those those numbers that everybody wants to see. Yeah, yeah, and um, and I'm just gonna say this, and I'm gonna roll out. Um, I don't know what they're gonna do with D. Law. Um, I called in last week, and I was kind of, you know, I I was backing D. Law, and I and I still I still am backing him, mm-hmm. and I understand if they get rid of him because of his number, which I mean, I don't um, – I would love to see him play 17 games under Dan Quinn's system. Um, I would too. I, I understand. Yeah, I, I really would. Um, you know, but I understand if they if they decide to move on. Um, but, man, I, I, I tell you, the thing that frustrates me again is Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones, they play like they're football people. But they are not, man. Them GMs be playing check on, um, be playing chess, man. You look at some of the moves that these two guys be making, and it's like they playing checkers and they losing. Man, they they playing hopscotch. <laughs> they not even they not even <laughs> in the same damn field. Seriously, man. Seriously. I know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just baffled, man. It's just, it's just so frustrating. I, I gave you. away my Dallas Cowboys keychain. Um. Oh damn. I, I I got I got a, I got another one. Yeah. I, I was so frustrated. I gave it to my son. He a Cowboys fan too. But I was like, you know what? I said, I'm here. You can take it. I said, you can. I'm just so frustrated. But I, I ain't going nowhere. I ain't going but, nowhere. You know, I just don't. Yeah. But I it, just don't, man. I just don't like how they running this. No, nah, it's man. it's hard to go out in public with your Cowboys gear on and feel proud, right? Like I still wear my hoodie, a hat, and things like that. I got a Cowboys yeah. keychain. Yeah. But I'm gonna be real with you yep. when it when a random when a random fan not cowboy fan because I'm gonna tell you the exchange with a cowboy fan but when a random fan hits you up and be like oh you're a cowboy fan yeah yeah I'm a so and so fan I'd be like yeah I'm a cowboy fan I leave it at that yeah. but if if a cowboy yeah. fan hits yeah. you up you can tell they come right up on you are you a cowboy fan too yeah man yeah <laughs> yep. I know right there I ain't get no the excitement same thing that yeah I'm a fan yeah man. I'm yeah. a cowboy I mean, fan. And that's, and that's sad, man. That's mm. really sad, man. You know, it, it's really sad. You know, it, it's like, man, I almost feel like I'm in the same boat as the damn uh, commanders. Now, I know I'm not in the same boat, but they ain't I'm doing close. shit. We ain't doing shit. Man, you know what? We play. We don't play. I'm sorry. Let me take this back. The management doesn't manage to win a Super Bowl. They manage to make the playoffs. You talking, man. You talking. You talking. You talking. Because I agree. I'm going to leave it at that. Leave it at that. Leave it at that. Great way to end the call, brother. Appreciate you. All right, man. All right. Appreciate you. Great. I agree. He said we ain't the Washington Commanders. I mean, obviously we not, right? They super poverty. 
There's been three teams in the NFC that have not reached the NFC championship game in the last 25, six, seven years. Detroit Lions, Dallas Cowboys, and the Washington football people. Just saying. All right. Hard turn. I'm going to get to you, 678, if you're around. Let's go back. Let's go back to the Bobby Wagner situation there. Because I let my mans talk about it. But let's just, just 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 talk about it here because I know a lot of Cowboys fans. They hit me up. They tag me on Twitter. Sky. Bobby Wagner. Go get him. Yeah, obviously go get him. <laughs> right? But let's be real. Let's take a look at, at Wag's accomplishments, man. We're talking about an eight-time All-Pro, an eight-time Pro Bowler. NFL 2010 All-Decade Team, two-time NFL tackle leader, and a Super Bowl champion. A Super Bowl champion. This, this is the type of move I talk about when we, we talk about we want to get championship pedigree in the Cowboys locker room. Think about it for a second. They don't sign these type of guys at, as it is, but they hardly even bring in guys that were integral part of Super Bowl teams and keep them around for a while. But these are the type of moves that we talk about when we say, you know, get over the hump type of additions. I give a damn if he's 31 years old. He still can play. And he ain't got no linebackers. Right? And obviously, he will make your true cornerstone player, Michael Parsons, that much better. So, yes, of course, you bring in a Bobby Wagner. Of course. This shouldn't even be a discussion. Now, Ed Warder, who I'm blocked by on Twitter, by the way, so the only time I see his stuff is when other people post it, screenshot it. Apparently, I mean, it's his, his opinion, he says. The Dan Quinn connection, which I haven't even brought up yet, right? Obviously, Dan Quinn coached uh, Bobby Wagner and coached him in two Super Bowls. Yes, that has a, a, a massive impact on the potential interest. He expects the Cowboys to kick the tires on that. Um, I don't. Kick the tires might be ring, ring, ring. Hey, uh, Bobby, click. <laughs> 214 area code, click. I'm not talking to y'all. What are we doing here? Don't disrespect me. So I don't see it happening. But obviously, you should pick up that phone and look to bring him in. Because guess what, Cowboys Nation? According to reports around the NFL, the other NFC teams are, especially the NFC West. So, uh, this is what's happening around the West. All of the teams, including the Rams, are looking to go after Bobby Wagner. The same Rams team that is in cap hell. The same Rams team that people keep screaming, oh my gosh, they're never going to win the Super Bowl, or oh my gosh, they're going to be in this cap hell. Win same team that's about to extend their quarterback that's about that's trying to go after Bobby Wagner who's going to fetch about probably 15 or so mil in the market maybe I'm just guessing here um when they cut him talking about Seattle I think that signified the end of the era obviously it was after Russell Wilson but that completely signaled we're going to start our rebuilding mode right that doesn't mean Wagner is not good anymore that means that it's time to rebuild his cut saves us $20 million on the cap. We get $16 million back. That's all that meant. 
So I'll end it with this. Yes, they should, but they won't. They won't. I'm interested to know, though, because I didn't look in the chat. Yeah, Tom Downey, that water blocked me about three or four years. Whenever that Ezekiel Elliott stuff was going on and there was all these ridiculous reports, you know, I, shy, I threw some shots at Ed. Ed got mad, blocked me. But that's not new. He blocks a lot of people. Um, real quick, I don't know the, the temperature around a Bobby Wagner, Cowboys Nation. Would you be interested in it? Because I saw a few on Twitter that said no. And I was like, really? Okay. Would you... Would you be interested in bringing in Bobby Wagner, even if it's going to cost you a couple pennies, right? A couple dollars, I should say. Pennies would be Stephen Jones, a couple dollars. Uh, Michael H says, Bobby Wagner got a new contract two years ago. Seattle's rebuilding. Uh, Seattle needs Russ back so bad I would cry if they don't. Seahawks need Russ back. Adam says, of course. Chuck says, hell yeah. Peter says, hell yeah. I'm wondering how y'all feel a to Z Sports Skywalker Nation, or if you want, whatever you want to call it. How y'all feel? Twitter's one thing. But y'all are here with me every day. Y'all listen to this thing. Y'all smart fans. How y'all feel about it? Jeremy says, do it. Yeah, but the Cowboys won't. Says D-Boy. So it looks like everybody is on board with the Bobby Wagner. And you should. Should be. All right, 678. Let's try this again. What you got for us, 678. I had Bluetooth uh, issues. All good, brother. Yeah, we got you now. Uh, jump. Yeah, okay, cool. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, I'm just going to jump into it real quick, man. I'm so disgusted. I'm disgusted even more, man, with this organization, man. It's like, man, I just – it's just like, by the way, the same type of talk that you had with uh with other callers the other day about when it comes to, like, this organization has, like, no pressure in trying to win. None. And it's just like it is really it really pissed me off. It really frustrated me so much, man. It's like, come on, man. Like for real. Like the last time. Okay, I'm tired of always keep saying the last time we won Super Bowl. I'm tired of bringing that up. I am too. But I'm it's like the reality, that. though, man. Tupac was still alive when last time we won Super Bowl, man. May God bless his soul. May God bless his soul. Man, oh, Biggie was God. still alive when we won Super Bowl. May God bless his soul. I was taller. Bro, I was bro, I was a toddler when they won last time they won the Super Bowl. And I'm twenty seven. I'm about to be twenty eight. I'm almost in my thirties. Bro, what the hell? What the hell? When are when are we gonna continue waiting, man? To the next millennium, like Uncle Charles was saying? Like, bro, come on. Go off. It just doesn't make me sense. Okay, let me just get to it real quick. Nah, go off. I'm be for real. Like for I'm gonna be for real. Uh, cause I ain't trying to be no pessimist fan, none of that. I'm just trying to be for real. Look, I think this is the only other two ways that we can even go back. You see, number one is Jerry gonna have to retire as a GM and bring in Jimmy Johnson as your GM, but it's not realistic. Okay, so the other, the hold other up, way hold is up, hold up, Jerry's gonna have to retire. Yeah. That ain't happening, bro. As a G- <laughs> exactly, as a GM. Yes, I'm saying that's all the way. That's all the way though. But the other way is you bring in Sean Payton. And he can you you def, he could definitely uh he could definitely change his culture. Mm. He could definitely change his culture team because he changed he yes. changed the Saints culture that team. Back then say the Saints was terrible, man. They were bags over their heads. Listen, that's Sean the one. Payton had changed all of everything. That's mm-hmm. the one. That's the one. I'm, I'm gonna have my bro, my big homie uh, Jesse Hiley on here. I don't know, probably not this week, obviously, but maybe next week. 
And we're going to talk about that because uh-huh. we were talking the other day. We we think there's something in the water about that for next year. But um, if 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 yeah. Peyton has any interest, he's the one. I said this before, right? If you listen to the show, confrontation. Mm-hmm. Every coach that we've had that's had confrontation with the front office has, in a way, turned this franchise around, whether it be a dynasty in the 90s or setting up the team for the 2000s, talking about Bill Parcells. So, mm-hmm. confrontation. Ever since Bill, there hasn't been a guy like that. But Sean Payton would definitely come in here and say, no, 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 we're not doing it that way. We're doing it this way. If not, fire me. So, yeah, I'm all for Sean if he would ever yeah, exactly. come on board. That, yeah, exactly. Exactly, because, like, this ain't no diss to McCarthy. It's just that it got to be the right coach yes, man. that can go ahead and change his team. Yeah, exactly. So, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I I was I thought that he wasn't at first, you know. I was thinking that it was going to be like another Bill Parcells kind of like when he came in because he's picking his own coach staff and everything and all that. But, mm. you know, blase, blase. But, you know, he's just doing whatever. But uh, one more thing real quick, and I'll just let it go now. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not getting my hopes up, man. I'm not getting my hopes up this year, because um, I, I what I just said. That's the reason why. And um, yeah, and right now it's, it's, it's looking like right now it's looking like the ball is going, you know. But they just gonna have to do it. They just gonna have to do it. Though the Rams, they, they did it, but the Broncos, yeah. they they're not done, right? Like as we speak right now, they got a ton of talent offensively, and they got some holes though, both offensively and defensively on the line at least that they got to fill through free agency. But if I'm a Bronco fan, I feel confident they will because they've done that before. This yeah. is an aggressive front office. So uh, they got they have they have some things to do, but, but I'm with you. Uh, as for getting the hopes up, I'm not going to lie to you. Right now, yeah, I'm not getting them up. But uh, after the draft, free agency, offseason, I'm going to be going to these camps. I'm going to fall right back into it and get excited and everything. But I will tell you this. I'm going to go right back to what I said at the start of my being on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Week to week league, I will not look. I will not look ahead. I will not bring up the S word. I will not, because until this team mm-hmm. gets beyond one or two playoff rounds, I'm not talking about it. Right. So we're gonna stick week to week, and we'll see what happens. All right, let, let's just see. One more year, Kellen Moore. We'll see. Have a good one, man. All right, bro. Appreciate the call, man. Great call. Love the energy. Love the passion. Love the passion. Speaking of passion, I don't know if there's a more passionate caller than we about to have here next. Let's welcome in the, and I have to use the term, the Uncle Charles. He's in the building! What's up? What's up? What's up, Scott? I know you got a lot on your mind, fam. I know you got a lot on your mind with these Cowboys, but how you been? Man, I've been fine, man. I've been trying to catch you for the last couple days on show. I just ain't been able to catch you, man. Man, I'm, I, like I said, I'm proud of you. I've been watching you, and I've just been missing you from here, here and there, thing like that. Let me, let me, let me reiterate what I said the last time. Let me tell you something. If you read your Bible and you followed Moses down to the Red Sea, mm. you know God parted the sea. But if you think you're gonna go down there to the Red Sea with Jerry, you better carry you some scuba diving equipment because you're gonna be on that ground. Let me tell you something, man. You, listen, you know Skywalker. I called into this show for one reason, okay. to show my love, respect, and support. That has never changed. But this, this here, this thing right here, this thing right here, I'm done with them. I ain't finna fool with them. I don't focus myself on the Birmingham stadium. We got a brand new team. We got a, a stadium team okay. down here that's on champion. Is that arena? And maybe they make some. Is that arena league? Yeah, yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, uh, USFL. USFL. Oh, oh, USFL. Okay. okay. 
Yes, sir. Yes, sir. They making deals down here. Mm-hmm. See, we make deals. So we just don't cook. We don't make lemon meringue pies, sweet potato pies, and cakes. We make we make football deals. See, we're not fooling with that. See, Jerry Jones, we have worked with you long enough. But you don't need to worry about us, Jerry. You need to worry about yourself and make some child support payments because you got an old baby out there you need to take care of. Don't worry about us. See, I don't have enough. I don't have enough. Let me tell you something. You know what? I'm going to say this in closing because I know you got to move on with your show. Let me explain something to you. You got this man in 1942, and he was a tightrope walker, the yeah. best in the world. The feet up in the air, 100 yards across. He made it. And then this fool, like Jerry Jones, wait 50 years later to do it at 77 years old. When he should have known, he should have called into the news news and talked to the weatherman, and he didn't know it was a slight breeze. A la the man on the ground, get the pooper scooper. See? See how it is up? I don't want to talk about when he was up there. I want to talk about when he got scooped up off that ground. That's what I want to talk about. You got to learn. You can't do, you can't do certain things. Jerry, you do whatever you want to do. I wish you good luck. And I love my cowboy brothers and sisters, but I'm not going to waste my time with you. Not another day, not another minute, not another hour. Not and that's all I got to say, bro. And I love you, bro. Appreciate you as always, Unc. Unc said... Not a near nada. Spending another. Hey, I get it, man. I get it. Just spend time here, though. Come here. Support the community. We're going to talk about it one way or another. We're going to talk about it. But he said, oh, Jerry got them child support payments. Oh, man. He do. He do. I wonder if, like I said, I wonder if Steven, he's why he's so cheap, man. He got to put a couple dollars to the side for the child support. <laughs> All right, man, the phone lines are super lit, so let me go ahead and lock this thing up because I don't want to be here for, for uh, three hours on the show. So I'm going to lock the this thing up. The conference has been locked. We got some A-plus callers in the building. Let's get to B. Bird. What's up, B? Hey, what's up, Scott? Man, how you got me following Uncle Charles? I know. Look, look, look. When I saw you, when I saw you in the chat, I said, dang, he going to follow up Uncle Charles. That's a tough one. <laughs> hey, man, look, let me tell you something. Um this love-hate relationship with the Cowboys. Remember yeah. I was telling you about the uh, garage floor I was planning on putting in? Yeah. The blue and silver. They doing it right now. So, you know, I can't get off the, I can't get off hey, of it, man. It is what it, <laughs> it is. It is what it is. We, we love-hate. Exactly what you yeah. said. Hey, so I called to talk a little bit. But just throw something by you and just see what you thought about it. I was, I was thinking about our offense and kind of where it went south. And I wanted to just kind of throw some things out to you and see what you thought about it. Okay. So one thing I was going to say is I think – Philosophy-wise, it's pretty much the same philosophy as we had in the 90s. I mean, you you got people that handed it down, you, if you get what I'm saying. Gary is from the 90s. Uh, that's where Kellen learned his offense from. And it's been kind of some, some remnants of that offense still in the offense that we run today. Uh, do you agree with that? Oh, oh yes, yes. I think there is a bit a bit of the DNA from the 90s here. And I always I say this yeah. all the time, uh, Ernie Zampezi and Eric Coriel. But I think that's where it ends. Yeah, so so I heard Stephen Jones say something that we already kind of knew when they asked about Amari's targets, and they said something about, well, you know, it depends on where they double. If they double him, then we go to the next man and keep going down the line, which that philosophy to me is kind of um, uh, flawed because really a defense could kind of dictate to you where you're going to go with it. So if you have a number one, number two wide receiver, if they take those away, then you beat them with the third, fourth, and tight end. You know, any defense will take that all day. And so I think I think it's flawed in that sense. Um, 
So I just don't even. I, I, so we go back to the philosophy. We could talk about Kellen Moore, and I think Kellen Moore is inexperienced, but I think Kellen Moore is pretty much handicapped with this offensive philosophy that we have right now. Yeah, and, and that, it makes you wonder, right? Because you know, I get on Kellen, and I'm gonna continue to because I, I'm the type that says, "Listen, bro, if if do if you're gonna do something that helps you and the team, but it defies what the ownership says, then screw it. I'll say, fire me. I'll yeah. get picked up anywhere." But the fact that he's falling in line makes me say, well, then forget you, Kellen. But it's a kind of well, a – it's well, kind of – yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So so let me let me say this because I think you're kind of going into something that I think I really want to talk about here, and it's, it's Dak Prescott. Okay. Um, so, you know, you look at Dak and you say, okay, well, he had the Dez Bryant, you know, as a number one, and it didn't really work well even when Dez was healthy. Uh, then you say, okay, he has Amari Cooper. It worked well for a while, but last year it didn't. And I think what ends up happening is that Dak Prescott is really sticking to the script of the offense. Absolutely. But then you say, well, why, why did why did Dez Bryant work with Tony Romo? Because Tony Romo didn't. And so what it was is Tony Romo actually got the play and was like, I'm not doing that. You know what I'm saying? Or he was like, okay, they're doubling Dez. Now, Dez, we're going to do back shoulder. Now, I'm going to Dez. And so what it was is I think at some point in time, so, so at my job, man, we have these uh, procedures. I wouldn't call them procedures, but we have they, they are procedures on how to do something. I work at a refinery, and what it says is it, it's an outline on how to, you know, do a job outside. But after you've been there for a while, you know, you don't have to go strictly by the letter of that procedure. You can deviate from it because they call it real in the field. The people that write the procedures are inside uh, office up front. But but when it gets real in the field, then we got to do some other things to make these things happen. And so you only get that from experience, right? That after you've been there for a while, you say, "No, this is the best way to do this. The best practice here." I think quarterbacks, after they've been in the league for a while, they do that same thing. I think when you start looking at the elite quarterbacks, the really good quarterbacks, they like, "Yeah, okay, whatever that play is, I okay, I know I'm supposed to go to my third guy, but I'm going to Cooper Cup." Yeah, hey, you know what I'm saying? I'm, you know what it is? Double, but I'm going to. Him. They are not. A, they have confrontation. With their play caller. They yeah. have confrontation with, with their OC. And it's okay for the most part. Now, at, yeah. at some point that may affect you and you get into a McCarthy-Aaron Rodgers situation. But if you if you have success out of it, whatever, I don't think there will ever be confrontation between a Dak Prescott and a Kellen Moore because they are too close. Uh, you know, we said this so well, many I don't, times. I don't, I, don't, I don't even think that, man. I'm going to go into what I think it is. I don't know if Dak is – confident in going off script because what it is is shelter in doing it the way that they want to do, right? Because, yeah. hey, I just did what the play called me to do. It's, it's, it's no shelter when you go off script because it's on you. And so what I'm saying is, like, when you are Russ and you've been in the league for a while or, you know, you, you're Rodgers, you best believe that uh, offensive coordinator coach calls a play in, in, in Green Bay and Rodgers don't like it, he's going to be like, nah, I'm going. Or if they give a double to uh, you know, his number one wide receiver, now, hey, we, I'm going to you anyway, though. Yeah, l- l- now let's be clear. Obviously, there's audibles. And, and I don't think we're necessarily talking about that per se. Um, we're more so yeah. talking about forcing it to your to your guy and screwing what, screwing the reads. Like, this guy's one-on-one. Correct. Or this is a cover two. Correct. I can fit it in that, that turkey hole shot. I'm going to do so. Um, yeah. So we're not talking about necessarily audibles. But yeah, it's after snap actually. Yeah, I would after snap. I would I, but I would like to see a different person in charge here, uh, not of Dak, but as opposed to Kellen, to see if something were to happen with them, not happen in a negative way, but like you know what, I I trusted Kellen because that's my guy, but I don't necessarily I don't know if I trust this guy too much, so I'm gonna go off script like you say, right? I, I would never know yeah. because I say this all the time. He is a coach's player. 
He will listen. He'll do what yeah. he says. And, and Scott Linehan talked about that a ton. But if you look at his history, he's always been. Dak has never been a guy that, that – that, and, that, and it's not a bad thing. As a coach, as a little league coach, a high school coach, a college coach, you love that. And even as a, as a, as a uh, professional coach, if you listen to Scott Linehan, he always said, man, I love that he didn't change the play. As a rookie, which I get, he's young. But as a young player, he don't change the play. Tony, by the time they got Scott Linehan, was already in the league, what, nine years. And Tony was like, what? We're not doing this. Um, and then the year that he kind of did do a little bit more of what they wanted was the 1,800-yard rushing year, and that was pretty much the last year we got a Tony Romo uh, healthy. But I just think they're two mentally different players, right? One's a D2 guy who had to rely on his, his talent. The other one was a guy who had to develop, and he developed by his coaching helping him develop. So he trusts that. And, again, it's not necessarily a negative thing, but if I'm going to be a coach's coach, then let me get somebody in here that will truly coach me up. Do you truly believe, B-Bird, that Kellen Moore is coaching up Dak, the same dude who took his spot when he was a player for the team? I, I can't see that happening. No, and that's more of a reason to me, to be honest with you, uh, uh, for him to go off script a little bit. Um, I just, I just, you know, my thing is even with this Cooper thing, Dak hadn't spoken up and said anything about Cooper. Like, hey, I need my number one wide receiver, even if it's going to matter or not. I just think that to me um, – I'm feeling Dak right now. Um, hey, I'm a system guy. I, hey, I do what my coaches tell me to do and this, that, and other. That's, that's cover uh, for that. And I think I, I want my guys to go out there and be brave and just say, no, nah, man, I'm I'm going to Cooper. I mean, you're not, I mean, I know he's doubled, but, hey, Coop, I know I don't care what cover they give you, man. I'm, I'm coming to you as third and five. I, I'm with I'm you. coming to you. And, and, and I like that because – if you really think about it, uh, it's no way if Roma would have did that, he'd be in the same situation he's in now. The, the offense is flawed. You cannot, and I'll let you go after this. You cannot let the defense dictate to you who where are you going with the ball, and and that's the that's the that's the thing with the offense. The only reason, and this is why this call is the only reason it worked before, is because Roma wasn't afraid to go off script. I would just like to see. Dak go off script a little bit and get the ball to his playmakers. And I'm gonna let you go, brother. All right, man. Appreciate you, B. Bert. All I, right, bro. I'd argue. During the successful 10, and 2014 was like the pinnacle, right, of Tony. It was 20, 2014. And in that year, there was an identity. Cowboys Nation, we don't have one. And, and again, I don't give a damn if the identity is is a Patriots-like one where it's a short passing attack or whatever, right? But but there isn't one. And that's that's just the truth. Their identity is not having an identity week to week. There's a difference than game planning week to week and not having an identity, right? What do you do successful enough to make the opponent game plan for it? It got to a point where teams said, well, let me test these guys out real quick because they hadn't been tested. You know what I mean? Let's see, let's see what happens when I do this and do that. Cowboys didn't take advantage of it. Okay, that's one time. And then take advantage of it again and again. And it became... No longer an accident. It became this is the way to defend these guys because they haven't shown a counter. They haven't shown a counter because they don't even got an identity to go attack with originally. You can't counter off something if you don't have an identity. So they they got to get back to that. Whether it be running the ball, what you know, if you want to run the ball 55% of the time, whatever. I, at this point, I don't care. Just develop a consistent identity that makes the opponent's Defend that and not you being reactionary to the defense. 
I know I just said a whole lot there. But if you go back and replay this, I think you'll see it makes sense. I And you can tell me, what is the Cowboys' identity? I don't think they have one. I don't think they have one. You know? And if you go look at you know some of the quarterbacks, like the A-Rods and the Toms and, and others, even Peyton, these are some fiery dudes. These are some dudes who didn't have a problem you know, in game or, or what have you getting on your ass. Right. And we've seen, again, this may be just who knows the HBO series in the, in the off season where we saw a different side of Dak, uh, but we don't necessarily see it on Sunday in regards to that. Uh, I, again, I don't mind confrontation. I don't mind it. Let me just see it a little bit. Let me see what happens. You know, I don't, I don't want to stir up problems. I don't want to be a locker room divided. I don't want to get to that point. Right? But sometimes you can get something good out of a good old argument or debate or confrontation. Because you know what happens when you don't get it out? It sits there. Nothing happens. Nothing changes. Because maybe maybe Kellen wants to say something, but he can't because the guy's above. Maybe Dak wants to say something, but he can't. Or that's not in his DNA. Say something and see what happens. All right, let's get to B and then 909 to end this thing. What's up, B? What's good, G? How you doing? I'm good, man. This is some, some good calls today, good chat, good show. Man, I haven't even had a chance to uh, really tune in until uh, I, heard thing B, B Bird. I heard B Bird talking, man. But I think, you know what, man, just touching on a little bit on what he's saying. I think it's a... Um, it's some truth to what he's saying because yeah. I think the Cowboys' passing game is better in two minutes for the reasons when the Cowboys are in hurry-up mode, it's less scripted. Mm-hmm. And it's about what the quarterback sees and what he has a feel for with his players. And to me, that's what that, and that's kind of what he's talking about. When it's less when it's less scripted, Dak Prescott looks more comfortable in, in, a, rush, in a rush situation or a two-minute drill. And, I, and that's why I would rather them do more of that hurry up three, four times a game than this in here just depending on that offensive coordinator. I'd rather depend or, on Dak in that sense. Or at the very least, do that be against the good teams, the good defenses, because this, right. the, the, I don't want to say committee, but the system approach works more often than not. So I don't want to bash it completely, but it works against those bad teams or mediocre teams because they can't match you talent-wise. But when you go up against a good defense or a good team, the system approach should should come down just a little bit, and you should rely on your best players. There's no reason why you got Lamb and you got Michael Gallup and you got Tony and Zeke and Coop, and you go into a game against a good defense, and you say, you know what, we're just going to do the same old same. No, I'm going to make you have to defend a certain player, and then we're going to counter off of it. I mean, that's how I look at it. No, you're absolutely right, man, because I went back and I watched – after we had that last conversation the other day, man, I went back and watched the uh, the 49er game. Oof. That was a terrible game. That Wash your eyes, game. bro. Wash your eyes. That was a terrible game plan. And I, 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 I said, did this man call a hook and ladder on the third play of the game? There's no way he did, bro. I couldn't believe it. And I, I forgot about that. And it's just, it's just crazy. And we sit over here, man, and everybody wants to know – if the Cowboys want to know what their offense, to me, this is just to me, want to look like without Amari Cooper, go watch the Chiefs game. They had Michael Gallup and CeeDee Lamb, mm. and they couldn't do it. 
They could not move the ball. And what did everybody say? Oh, man, if we had Coop. Ooh, that's you're right. all I mean is you, you, you're absolutely that's right. People were talking about, oh, last two games, we didn't have Mark Cooper. Now it's, I oh, would be cool without Coop. We could and, be. And, and, and who was the main person saying it? And this is going to make your day. You know the first person who said it? Who that? Dan Orlovsky. Oh, was he? He was the first person to go say, go watch, huh. go watch them clips that's after that, uh, after that, uh, that that Sunday game next morning, the Chiefs game or the or the Raiders game, which one? What's up? The, the Chiefs or Raiders? Which one? Which one the did Chief he? Game. Chiefs, okay. The Chiefs, the Chiefs game. Go watch them clips of how everybody was like, "Well, you know, they they were out there, number one receiver in Amari Cooper." Now all of a sudden, it's Dalton Schultz. Man, people in the media, bro, they irritate me so much, bro, because they're not consistent. Mm. All this Amari love, then. And you have every right to change your opinion. But he's the same player that you were saying that the Cowboys needed when they didn't play against the Chiefs and they're <clears> look <throat> like this. Go on. Because what, what happened to Dalton Schultz then? He played. Mm. Oh, that's right. They were just giving him five-yard check now. You see what I'm saying? This, this is why I believe, bro, this shit with Steven Jones is personal. This shit is – it's no football sense that says – you should be trying to sign Michael Gallup. You're leveraging Michael Gallup against Cooper so that you can justify re- releasing him. The, cow- the Cowboys have too much of a good thing in a sense. You're over here worried about Coop having 1,000 yards, CeeDee Lamb having 1,000 yards, Michael Gallup having 1,000 yards. You're talking to your, I guess you're saying that your tight end is worth 800 yards a year and six touchdowns, and you have a $90 million running back with a coordinator that's only been calling plays for three years. Mm. But we sitting over here and we're trying to sit here and say that it's coop this and coop that. No, your system is flawed. Oh if it was me, I would let, I would let, I would have let my, it, it would have looked bad, but I don't care. At that point, I would have tried to sign Michael Gallup to a one year prove it deal. That's what I thought. And let him know, and let him know, hey, look. This is what you you know we do you know we oh, we oversee your surgery overseeing your surgery mm-hmm. and your rehab we want to give you a one year deal take your time to come back let's get you let's let's root for October to get you back moving you got see and then you go draft a young buck there's nothing wrong with Amari Cooper's contract if they cut Tank he has a twenty seven million dollar cap hit it's their fault because they restructured the contract. So I understand if Tank is like, I don't want to take a pay cut, I wouldn't say that would be smart because I don't think Tank is going to get $19 million on the open market. And a lot of times well, these guys don't. One of my boys that played in the NFL told me a lot of times the reason why players don't take pay cuts is because they run to the media to try to get the, to try to get the, 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 the public on their side instead of just coming to the player after the offseason and say, hey, look, we want to keep this quiet. You're one of our, you're a, you know what I'm saying? You're one yeah. of our staples in our franchise, but we just need you to take a little bit off that number. And I was told by a player, a lot of them have always said they will be willing to do it depending on how the team and the organization handles it because they have agents that they have to pay, that pay, that, that pay them, that they pay. I, see, here's what find I, out this information. I don't think a player of D-Law's caliber in his situation and the point of his career would ever take a pay cut, no matter what. Because he has too much left. You know the guys who took pay cuts for Dallas the last few years? Sean Lee and Tyron Crawford. Guess what? They knew they were done. 
They knew it. Do, do you think if Tyron Crawford got cut, he was going to go make five, six, seven million on the market? Hell no. Do you think if Sean Absolutely Lee got not. cut, he was going to go make seven, eight, nine, ten million on the market? Hell no. So to them, it just made more financial sense to say, all right, man, I take this damn pay cut, get paid one more year, and I'm probably going to retire. And that's exactly what happened. A guy like uh, Demarcus Lawrence and his agent, let's just remember, y'all, he's not getting paid $27 million this year. Right. His cap hit is 27 because they restructured his contract. So they're asking him to take Mm -hmm. upwards of $7 million uh, pay cut, which would take him probably below $15 million a year. I guarantee you his agent is filling the market and saying, would you pay my, my guy 14, 15, 16 million or more? And I'm pretty sure he's got some teams that's, that say either yes, or maybe we won't pay him that over a long-term deal, but we'll give it a one-year deal uh, upwards of, of 14, 15 million and see what happens. Uh, but I'm pretty sure his agent knows that if he gets cut, he can get a pretty good contract. Uh, but I find it hard to believe a guy that's 29 years old, that's you know still balling in my opinion, would would take a seven million dollar pay cut just to quote unquote help the team, the same team that the reason why they're in this situation is because you effed up. You signed me late and then you restructured my contract. That's on you, not me. Facts. But you know what? I'll, but you know what? When it comes to taking a pay cut, man, I don't ever want to sit here as a fan for my entertainment because at the end of the day, right. bro, as much as we are fans, this is entertainment, and I'm not about to sit here and I love the game, bro. But I'm just gonna call it. I'm gonna keep it. A, I'm gonna keep it a bean. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to ever be in the business of telling a player to to take a pay cut to take less, and I'm not gonna do it. Okay. But if that was something that him and his family decided, I'm not gonna sit here and say it would be the worst thing because I think I do think Demarcus Lawrence can get a one year, fifteen, fourteen million dollar deal. But after that one year deal, then what? I mean, listen, we and see teams. Teams can say that. I think teams, a lot of times, they do Bro, that to pry you away. We just saw. But I don't know if he'll get. We just saw Robert What's Quinn. Up? Robert Quinn, he came to Dallas, said, I'm going to go off because I know on this prove-it deal, I can get paid after that. He went off. What happened after? And it wasn't even a prove it deal, paid. bro. They they made a trade. Well, what I mean, Robert Quinn for. What I mean is they didn't extend him. Pick. It was a prove-it year. No, no, right, that. right. Prove-it year. And they couldn't afford they couldn't afford him, but I think, and I'm gonna just keep it a stack. I think Robert Quinn is a better pass rusher than than Demarcus Lawrence. See, I think the difference is, man, a lot of a lot of and a lot of times, you got a pass rusher. It's like these in these positions in the NFL, bro. If you've been paying attention to it, and I know you all, I know you all in the game. These players are different. You got guys that are these old school defensive ends. You got these edges, which are these guys that are just like these these tweener guys between a defense, these defensive end and linebacker types, and then you just have a straight out pass rusher. Demarcus Lawrence is not a pass rusher; he's a defensive end. And when I look at Demarcus Lawrence, he's going to play the run really well, and he can get me six to eight sacks a year. That's what Demarcus Lawrence is. I and think he, fine with I, I'd go upwards of eight to ten. I, I, I truly do, but believe D, D Law can get you eight to ten. And if he can get me eight to ten and be the best run stopper at left defense and and by the way, pressure the quarterback, forcing him up in the pocket on a team that that, that come on man on a team that has a, a good interior or a good defense or let's say you know, St. Louis or uh, L.A. Rams, that is massive. That counts, bro. And I'm not saying that counts, but I just, 
the Cowboys are just handling it wrong. I didn't I didn't need to know nothing about a pay cut. I didn't need to know nothing about it. I didn't need to know nothing about we know what Mari Cooper makes. I didn't need y'all to come out and bash this man in the in the public like that to try to to save y'all. Man, no, nah, man, that shit is personal, bro. Because I would have let I would have let a, I would let Gallup walk. I would have let Wilson walk, and I would have let Schultz walk. You about to pay ten million dollars for a check now, and you got Bobby Wagner out here. Oh, give me. This I would the... go take that ten million. <sighs> I would you. go take that ten million, bro, and give Bobby Wagner a two-year twenty-two. I would at least try. Hey man, I'll give you a two-year twenty-two twenty million dollar deal. Two-year twenty million dollar deal, man. And I'll listen, listen, B, don't even try, don't, don't work yourself up with the actual details of the number. The point is, and I'm, I talked about this with Mel off air, uh, when he told, we were talking about Schultz. I said, listen, I, Schultz is cool, whatever. The problem is, I think that 10 mil, I could use 11 mil, I could use to go get me an impact player at a much more important position, a Bobby Wagner, a, a Tyran Matthew. Uh, if you want to go, if you're going to lose, you know, Marcus Lawrence, a Chandler Jones, Von Miller, whomever, a, a guy who has that pedigree, whether it be a championship pedigree or they've been to the mountaintop individually as a player, I can get him in the, on this team and he can help me get over the hump. Dalton Schultz is not going to get you over the hump. But you're not going, even gonna get you're you going to put $11 million towards him. It makes no, it just, it just makes no sense, man. Makes, bro, it makes no sense. Let me ask you this. Do you think Michael Gallup stays a Cowboy if he didn't tear his ACL? Or do you think the Cowboys are priced out? Well, um, I always believed that the calf injury screwed him. Me and uh, Jesse Alley talked about this. We said, well, I think his number is going to come down a little bit. Well, apparently, it, maybe it didn't. But if he didn't tear his ACL, mm, I, don't know. I, think, I don't know. I think he leaves. I think he leaves. I don't think he gets $20 million, but I think a team offered him – Thirteen. What you think? That, that, I don't think. What you think the Cowboys is about I, I to pay? You, honestly, man, I I want to sit here. Oh, going off the reports, I'm hearing ten and a half. That's what I'm hearing. But I don't, man. I just pay it. I just wait until they come out. Right. But I think he's gone, and Cedric Wilson, and I think said definitely gone. I think I think Mark. I think Gallup not tearing his ACL is why we. That's why they're talking so reckless with Coop. Because had, had Gallup not torn that ACL, I guarantee you we would not be having this conversation about Coop because they well, let, couldn't control. But Stephen Jones can't manipulate the situation over there trying to use Gallup's injury in the they contract. They wouldn't use his injury, and Leverage that with they, Cooper, huh? Let me push back on it a little bit, B. Um, the Cooper deal was was placed this way so to have this conversation, though. That was well before Gallup tore his ACL. Right, like this was always a two-year deal, and let's revisit. Um, I think they're right. util- they're 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 leveraging the system more than Michael Gallup on Amari Cooper. Right, like like Stephen Jones didn't come out and, and and talk about hey we've got Gallup this year. He said the system dictates who gets the rock, so progression and blah 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 blah. Then um, why you get a man of money? That's listen. That's a whole different conversation that I said on Twitter. So I think they're trying to leverage, hey, man, you know, listen, we can get out of this thing, save $16 million. You know, we got a system, and we don't believe he's a system receiver. Um, I do think, though, that Gallup could be icing on the cake. I often wonder, though, if Gallup didn't tear his ACL, 
I think they could still be in a, remember this, Sammy Watkins type of feel out there on the receiver market because they did this with Des Bryant. Remember, Des Bryant gets cut. They almost they 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 almost messed up. They wanted by, Sammy Watkins. They so. almost messed up. If it if it wasn't for Kansas City giving him that money, he would have been a Dallas Cowboy and it would have been another bad contract. So, and I think this would have happened. This similar situation, right? They would have probably cut again. They haven't cut Coop yet, but it looks like Coop is not going to be here. So they will move on from Coop. And if it's not Gallup, then maybe it's Juju Smith or maybe it's 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 whomever else on the open market that they'd, they'd spend money on because they tried to do that before. So that's just kind of my guess. The fact that they're going to pay Michael Gallup upwards of 50-plus million, they would have probably tried to sign somebody else to around that contract if they were worth it. Man, but it, it, it's crazy, though, bro, because when I sit here, man, I'm looking at – I keep – and I know it's like it's almost water under the bridge, but it's just like every day it's, it, it irritates me, just like it irritates a lot of fans, you. But what I'm hearing, I was listening to 105.3, you know, on the on their little app or whatnot, yeah. and I was hearing Broadus talk about Amari Cooper is he's hearing that he's open to doing some things with his contract. Yeah, and you still so gonna cut the man? I kind of saw that yesterday too. I wasn't sure. Uh, I heard something about because he was talking open about to restructure. Amari Cooper is he was talking about Amari Cooper is uh you know how they always talk about how Amari Cooper is like one with self and he's a very aware dude yeah. and he, and he just he gets it he understands it like the business parts of it. And he's willing. He was willing. He sounds like he, he's like he sounds like he's willing to do some things with his contract, restructure. restructure, and maybe take a pay cut. And I was just like, "What?" That's but and that's I don't always even know what the pay cut looks like. It will be. A but real, I don't care. The it, fact it, that this man is willing to take a pay cut twice, and y'all still doing this, man. He took a, he took less to come from Washington to stay with Dallas. I don't care if it was two dollars. It was less. And then he's talking about. To, uh, willing to take less again, allegedly. What be a rest- y'all still doing I don't think he like takes that, super know? less. I think what they do is they restructure the contract to lower the cap hit, and maybe in years two or three, it's not twenty plus million, but it, it, it's a lower base salary or what have you. Nonetheless, he still gets his full sixty million over these last three years. Uh, but that's getting into the details. The, the fact of the matter is, that's a, that's they, a bargain. Mike Williams has got twenty, 20 million for exactly. a year. Exactly. The fact of the matter is, they don't have to cut. Cooper or trade them. They don't have to cut or trade Demarcus Lawrence. They could simply restructure the contracts. I believe D Law has a trigger, and I misspoke a few weeks ago. Cooper's doesn't have a trigger, which is why you're hearing he's willing to talk. So his trigger would be him allowing you to restructure the deal. And if, if oh, the, if, he doesn't have a trigger. He doesn't have a trigger. I thought he had a trigger. Um, he does not. Oh, yeah. So you have to you have to go to Cooper. And Coop and, and, and the Cowboys have to agree to a restructure or slash, quote-unquote, pay cut. I think the cut will come later in the contract. Uh, but I'm okay with that. I, I, that's, this is what we were talking about weeks ago. Extend it. Add two more years. Add three. Whatever the hell you want to do to lower you the cap. You did it with Zach Martin at 30, 31 years old. And, he's a, and, he, and he, I love Zach Martin, but you can start. You're starting to see a little bit. You're starting to see a little bit. I ain't tripping about no And Zach. he has I ain't tripping about I ain't <laughs> trust me. You can do what you want with that man's Enjoy. contract. But I'm just saying, like, you you did it with Zach. You know what I'm saying? Fam, like fam. Coop is just as important. You did it with Zeke. Bro, I don't even want bro. <laughs> all right, let me get you, let me let you go, B. We be we be on we here talking all day. Way. Look, look, when I if all I come man. if I come to Vegas, we man, we definitely gotta hit it up, get a drink and rap. Just talk ball stuff, man. Life.
Oh, man, it's all love. You already know I'm with it. Appreciate you, B. All right, G. I didn't want to open up them can of worms. I got 909 on the horn. I'm going to get to you in a second, but I, I got to get to some of these super chats that I did not uh, get to this this stream. Uh, Tom Downey's burner account. Appreciate you. I'm just going to hit the one super chat. You hit us with three, though, so I'm going to talk them all, but I'm going to just hit the button one time. Super chat. Uh, earlier in the show, he says, Jerry Jones, you are the father. Also said, 26-year drop, 25-year-old secret daughter. Damn. Uh, uh, uh. Damn. Was that the curse? Deal with that, though. Uh, and then Quincy's saying, I'm sorry, Jay Carter. Super chat. Appreciate you for the $2 donation. He said, I would give up Cooper D. Law if we can get Bobby. I mean, I'd like to keep both, but if I get Bobby in return after all this mess, It'd be something I'd be able to digest and be cool with. Super chat. Uh, Quincy Sands. Appreciate you for the $5 donation. He says, with Jerry Jones scandal and baby nut, baby nuts, uh, Stephen Jones, trying to get rid of Coop and D-Law, Bobby Wagner would be a Cowboys move to shut up the fans. I can see it. So, uh, shut to shut up the fans. Hey, Quincy, listen, bro. Whatever. If you get me, you can call it what the hell you want to call it. Bobby Wagner helps you towards the goal. He helps you get, he helps you more than him not being here get towards the goal. So, you know, whatever you guys want to call it, whatever. Bring him in. He's going to help the defense immensely, I think. Um that's not the end all be all. You need to do other moves in the free agency and draft, but hell, bring him in. Call it what you want. And then John Jones with a five dollar donation. Super chat. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you. The chat is on fire. Chad's on fire. Taquan Thornton says Shundra Johnson. Is that the cat that ran to 426 from Baylor? <laughs> Y'all killing Jerry today. I love it. <laughs> Omega do not like law. He said he's a bum. Yeah, see, I can't. There, there's certain things that we can have discussions on, but when players call guys like D Law a bum, it's like, come on, man. I get it. You don't like him, but a bum. What are we doing? All right, man, 909, send us out. We got to get going here. What's up, 909? What's going on, Scott, brother? Hey, a, a week and a half ago, I mentioned Bobby Wagner to you, and you said don't tease you with a good time. Don't tease me with a good so, time, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So my thing is, man, hey, God, you guys was on fire so much, man. It's hard for me to make a point now. Y'all touched on so many topics, man. I'm like, wow, I'm going to hold on and just say, okay. <laughs> I agree with a lot of things you brothers are saying, man, but um, – Law, people are, are sliding that brother, man. You see when he came back off that injury, you see the impact that he made, the forced fumbles, the pressures. The, he Sacks. elevated the defense even higher. In fact, yeah, interceptions to the house. I mean, the whole defense rolls up, man. I would kick the can, bring him back. Cooper, I would bring back. Sign. I told you, like I said before, sign Bobby Wagner, man. If Jerry Jones say, hey, I got to have my ward daddy and my number one wide receiver, he has it. The old Jerry Jones made splashes, you know, Raheem Mishmael, Joey Galloway. Uh, what's the receiver from Roy Williams. Detroit? So Roy Williams. So he has made splashes before, but since, like you said, Baby Nut Jones then came in there and it's all about the bottom line now. They put a decent product out there just to keep us, all like okay yeah we 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 back we back but everybody's a one year stopgap type of player mm-hmm. 
and that's not gonna that's not gonna get us to where we want to go. So some of that old Jerry Jones, some of that war daddy talk and all that, he needs to just go ahead and spend the money. He said, Hey, I got the money to spend. If I can buy it, I can buy it. So if last year showed him anything, he's closer than he's ever been. So I would go all in. I would push the chips in. Absolutely go all in. But but the real thing to do is to allow somebody like Will McClay to make those decisions. Like I don't think he's going to bring somebody out of the organization. Uh, but if he's not going to relinquish the GM title or responsibilities, then just relinquish the responsibilities and pretend you the GM. Because I think Will McClay would bring in some of these high end guys, but he's not allowed to. That's not his job. His job's not to sign those guys. His job is to say, here's the yeah. threshold. Find me guys that fall under this. Um, and obviously, Bobby Wagner, Tyran Matthew types don't. Um, you know, last year's team is going to look different this year is, is what it seems. And it doesn't have to look all that different. It can it can have some of the same top pieces, but then you add elite talent or better players, and that's how you get over the hump. I'm going to do an extensive, right. extensive breakdown, but when I go and look at the last decade, I want to say for the better part of the decade, the teams that have won the Super Bowl or possibly participated in it, they have made some some big moves via free agency or uh, on the trade market. And big moves doesn't necessarily have to be a $100 million contract, right? It, but exactly, it can be something exactly. something more than a one-year, $2 million deal, right? They brought somebody in that they something. paid a little bit money for, yeah. but they played a big impact. So I, I don't. it's hard to exactly. find five, six, seven, eight teams over the last decade that said we're going to draft and we're going to sign cheap free agents and we're winning the Super Bowls. Maybe you could argue uh, the Giants, right? Because they didn't really bring right. in a whole bunch of – Big time free agents. Well, they did in 2016, but in their Super Bowl runs. But other than that, a right. lot a lot of teams brought in guys off of free agency or made trades that they paid more than cheap contracts for, and they helped them get to the Super Bowl or win it. Well, you need a you need a player that's going to move the needle. Now, Curse, I would bring Curse back. Uh, KZ, even if I had to run those two back. Mm. On a, another, I'm I'm just saying. Hooker, Hooker, though. Bobby Wagner, Hooker. you need you, yeah, Hooker, what, whomever. But I'm saying to, to solidify the middle of that defense, I would I would have to get that guy in because he's a game changer. He he would solidify the middle to let Parson do whatever he needs to do to succeed. See what now? What they do is beat the players and beat them down, beat them down. Des showed them love. Fought back and came back too soon off that injury. That same injury that he came back from was the same injury that Julio set us up down for the whole year for. And Julio said, "I don't know why Dez rushed us up back. This injury takes a year. He never was the same after that. Yeah, never was the same. So you know, it's it's all on how we look at it. But the the biggest thing that I can take away from this whole situation was even when we were winning, blowing teams out, I kept seeing the penalties. Man, if we don't execute." execution is nine-tenths of the game. So, I mean, all the unnecessary penalties, the holdings, the false starts, the legal procedures, the the lining up outside, I mean, those things have to be corrected within house, man. I don't know if the guys, the moment had got too big for them. We was playing a fourth-place schedule last year. This year it's going to be a little tougher. We're supposed to have – I know the year changed. Man, I mean, the team changed from year to year. And the divisions change, you know. So, brother, that is what it is. Schedule don't look too crazy. So, but but again, it's early. We got a long way to go. Well, well, I mean, nobody nobody saw Cleveland coming, and and nobody saw Cincinnati coming. Uh, I saw 
Cincinnati. I, I, I bet money in Vegas because I'm out here in California. I'm two hours away from Vegas. So I put money on Cincinnati to make the playoffs and made some money just because of the talent alone because I just saw what they were doing. Now, did it just come to fruition? I didn't think it was, but I did. You know, I, I usually take a couple of long shots all year long, and that's what I do. But for us, I my wife said, "Boy, you love getting your feelings hurt. You love setting yourself up for that's the life. Of a, that's the life of a cowboy fan." Yeah, man. So she don't. She won't even come in the room no more. They know if I'm in there hollering at the TV by myself, leave them alone. If I get quiet, they know we done lost, man. And she's like, "Oh, he's, he's not gonna be no fun." The kids stay clear, everything, man. But hey, man, God bless you, man. I appreciate you taking my call. And keep up the good work, man. I, so. I, I had a subscribe to you. And uh, between you and Law, man, I love when you guys get on the round table, man. I, I put my headphones in and, and lay in the bed. My wife's like, who are you listening to? What are you laughing about? And I'm like, man, these brothers, they own their stuff. So, yeah. hey, man, you, Botch, you know, the whole crew, man. I love you guys, man. Keep up the good work. God bless you, man. I don't know how to uh, – send no donation but if you can give me any any information man i would love to send a donation because i'm a new uh subscriber a oh new, okay i don't you know i'm not i'm not tech savvy you know i've gotcha. been a cowboy fan since 73 74 so i'll i'll drop you know, my I'm, PayPal I'm a little older and my do you, you have paypal yeah. at least uh i don't i have a uh, cash app cash app okay i'll drop my cash app in there then okay brother i got you brother. all right all right. God All right, man. Bless you, man. Appreciate you, as always. Right. No problem. Yes, sir. Yeah, my brothers, the round table is, is awesome. So you guys got to check that out if you haven't. Uh, let me pull up my cash app for the good brother here. Appreciate those kind words, man. We, we always are appreciative of any type of donation. I don't usually ask for those things because, you know, I'm here because I love what I do. I'm, I'm already, this is my full-time job now, so... Um, all that extra is, is just is just icing on the cake, so I appreciate that. Uh, but shoot, I can't even find it at this second. My bad. <laughs> where you at? Where you at? Where you at? I'll get to it at the end. I'll drop it uh, at the end, y'all. So just don't don't worry about it. Um, whoa, explosive show today. I, I knew it'd be a lot to talk about because I missed a day and a half. It seems like you miss a whole day and a half, two days, because we're, we're done here about ten o'clock every day. So then you have the rest of the wave of the day which will have more news drop I, maybe there's some news that drop as we speak and then i missed yesterday so there's a whole lot going on um my apologies i'm trying to get this man all right so let me drop the money sign that's how much that's how you know i don't even use it that much on here i don't even know my own damn cash app uh here it is <laughs> money sign chill will 1026 that's the cash app man appreciate you guys y'all Y'all are, y'all are everything, man. Y'all really are. Y'all make getting up in the, mo- in the morning and doing this every day worth it. Y'all really do. Uh, with that said, guys, Tom, Tom said, you'll see the Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer yet? No, nah, I have not seen it. See, see, just because the nickname Skywalker does not mean I am big-time Star Wars fan, especially now. Old Star Wars, yes. Very classic guy, man. I got classic horrors, classic Star Wars, classic thrillers. All that. I'm, I'm super classic. Classic hip hop. I can't get in with these this new. I can't. So I'm very classic. Call me the Dallas Cowboys of pop culture. They love the old shit. 
They want to run their old offense. They want to operate like it's the 90s. <laughs> That's me. I don't know, man. I love the 90s. And I love the 80s horrors. Now we're getting into a whole different situation. Maybe I'll do a, a something for y'all, a podcast. I know we keep talking about it, me and Vach. We're going to do like a, a wrestling podcast and a music podcast. It's just something that's not football. Because I do have a life outside of this. But inside of this, y'all are part of that life, man. I appreciate y'all. Um, so if you missed the show, run it back. I know a lot of people came in super late. The audio, audio will be uh, uploaded on Spotify and Apple Podcast. I got to start. I got to push that more for you guys because a lot of people don't have time to watch. And the long shows like this, it's a good, it's a good way to plug it in. You're cooking, you know, working out, whatever, and you can hear us fuss about Dallas Cowboys. Here's fuss about Dallas Cowboys. All right, I'm gonna go ahead and press this button, man. Great show today. Great show today. I'm gonna run it back and listen. A lot of y'all have a lot of good things to say. Hit up. Hit up a to z sports dallas.com. Make sure y'all tune in later tonight for Mauricio Rodriguez's show. A to z sports prime time. Right? And run this thing back if you missed it. I'm sure there will be more that drops today on the wire, and we'll talk about it tomorrow. Love y'all. Get out of here. Peace. Shout out to Stevie Matt. Oh, Stevie Matt. Shout out to <laughs> Professor O, the mod guy. Appreciate you.